0: They put on the helmet and pants. Flattened by a reader short of the line of scrimmage. And make the big plays.
1: Here comes Merciless. Sack fumble. And the Texans have the ball.
0: Now it's time for Texans players to take you inside the game. Got that first hit? You always need that first hit just to get into the rhythm. And they'll take you outside the white lines, too. That was just a fun little tweet I sent out, but I was like, didn't expect it to blow up the way it did. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. Live from Fuddruckers with your hosts, Mark Vandermeer, DP Sadu, and Drew Doherty. We are back at
1: Fuddruckers. The Greenway location, 59 and Wesley and Mark Vandermeer, Drew Doherty and DBC do joined tonight, I'm excited about this one, Kendall Lamb is our guest. Starting right tackle for your Houston Texans, and boy, we have a lot to get to tonight. Now, seldom are we uh, visited by a PR professional, or, or somebody who
2: did <laughs> aspiring
3: you, PR. Did you intern
2: in PR or want to? How did that go? Um, so I, I studied it in college, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, the behind the scenes of everything has always been it's fascinated me, and just you know the ability you come across people all the time. So you want to be able to come off on the right foot. You want to be able to speak you know, seem as intelligent as you can through through the way you talk. So, I mean, it was just second nature to me, and it's something I've always enjoyed doing. Was it
1: sports PR you studied or PR PR?
2: So if it was PR, sports PR, I've done the corporate PR. We helped actually. Um, I went to school in Boone. We, we actually helped uh, business start from the ground up in Boone for my capstone class. Uh, We we started all there, you know, PR, all there, social media and everything. So, you know, it's just nice to know that we started that foundation and it was actually one of the best classes I've taken. So do you want a job with us? Oh, wait a minute. You have one playing professional football. (laughs) Yes, sir.
4: (laughs) And Mark, you bring up how rare it is to have a PR professional on the show. Oh, Lord. It's also rare to have an offensive lineman on the show because you you. I'm going to call it, I'm just going to say, it, you guys are weirdos. Y'all, <laughs> y'all find each other. You have a, like the, the the whole system of, right. uh, you're getting penalized for this show right now.
2: I am. But I mean, it all goes to a good call. Exactly, so exactly. You, you understand. That. Well, yeah. we've had more in the past,
1: but you know, the group has been in flux right. throughout the, throughout the offseason, and now you guys are finally starting to stabilize. We'll get yes, into sure. that. Uh, but it's funny, I did see Julian Davenport like the tweet and retweet yeah, the tweet. the offensive tweet.
3: linemen were heavy on the retweets and the likes yeah and they I were realized, like
1: oh, uh, we're documenting this for sure. appearance for <laughs> and, sure and we'll hear from him a little bit later
2: well I'm he's sure, got questions for I'm you i'm sure he oh, does good <laughs> yes. good
1: yes we have to hear some of that but uh, tell me this because I, I love your story kendall and i think last year the way it got started yeah. obviously not in your favor sure. and, and a tough start for the team and everything and I love the way you fought back, and I think it's an inspiration to everybody, football right. or non-football, to see how you just put your nose to the grindstone, right. got back, and now you're starting at right tackle for a team that's 6-3 and three in first place in the division. Tell us about your
2: road <coughs> back and to where you are now. So, of course, I mean, if you followed us as a team, which a lot of people here do, um, you know, it's not always smooth sailing, <laughs> as I like to say. But, I mean, it, it really starts from my foundation at home. Um, you know, life isn't going to be easy. My grandmother and grandfather always told me, you know, when you face adversity, it's what you're going to do from that point forward. So, you know, last year in the Jacksonville game, you know, it didn't go the greatest, but as I've told people, it really and truly made me look at myself, look at the way I play, look at the way I approach the game, the way I prepare, the way I lift, the way I eat, the way I sleep, you know, while I'm home with the family, the way I do things like, it really made me look at myself in the mirror. And I'm the type of person, I feel like everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. So. I don't really question it because, you know, it, it's allowed me to take take my game and really and truly take my life to a different level. And I mean you need that sometimes. So if if things are so easy, I mean, you don't really appreciate it. And not to say that I didn't appreciate it before, but I can promise you now it's come full circle, and I definitely appreciate it now. So, yes, sir.
3: When did you feel like the tide was turning, that you were sort of getting to that next level of play? I know you said you talked to a lot of other players right. that said it is going to be hard. It is For going to sure. be a struggle. Who did you talk to, and when did you start feeling like things were moving in, in the right direction? Too? So
2: he's no longer here with us now. He's actually in, um, on my home team back home, the Carolina Panthers. I talked to Chris Clark a lot because when I talked to Clark, you know, Clark's played 10 and 11-plus years in the league. He was undrafted. And still playing. Exactly. It's amazing. And still yeah. playing very well for them. So, I mean, I would always talk to him, and he'd be like, listen, the thing that you've got to understand is this. You can't look at everybody else's path. You know, I came in with Greg Mance. Me and Greg's, me and Greg's path has been completely different. I came in with Chad Slade, you know, Martinez Rankin, Julius Davenport. Julian Davenport, I mean, I'm Kendall Lamb. So it's like the approach and everything that's going to happen for me is going to happen for me. And when I really and truly understood that and when I started, you know, I'm not looking around, i just looking at the man in the mirror. I mean, that's when things started to change. I like that so. he
4: brought that up, the the different path, because that's right. a, I think that's one of the beauties of the NFL is every single player has a very, very unique journey. Sure. You listed off a bunch of things that you, you kind of looked at and evaluated. What did you change? What were some of, like, the three main changes over the last year for you out of, um, that, out of that process <clears throat> so that you I, mentioned? So
2: I would say my approach to the offseason, of course, um, I go home and spend time with the family. I mean, family's near and dear to me. But just the way I fine-tune, the way I ate, the way I sleep, just so I, I would I would put it all together in the off-season. Then, of course, when I came back here, you know, I'm, I'm always the type, you know, I'm going to work hard and do everything, but I really wanted to fine-tune certain things in practice that I personally felt that I needed to get better at. You know, I started keeping a log after every practice of what I would hear from Coach, Coach Devlin and other coaches and the way I watched film. So the next day I can approach, you know, if I didn't do this the right way or if I think this guy's going to attack me this type of way, you know, we can really and truly fine-tune those things and get ready. And then, of course, one of the biggest things, um, I always have loved eating. I'm one of the smaller (laughs) offensive linemen, so I have to eat a lot to keep the weight on. But, you know, I I started trying to really and truly – I firmly believe it's all about the full circle of life, the way you live your life. So, I mean, if I'm trying to be positive in all these other places, you know, let's let's add the food to it. So, I mean, I've really tried to fine-tune the way I eat at home, kind of, you know, more fruit and vegetables. And I've got my family on board, too. So, I mean, because, like I said, it's a culmination of everything. So, yes, sir?
3: I think it's so telling because Bill O'Brien, just last week or the week before, he said that you're one of the most improved players on this roster. He said you're one of... Their favorite players to coach. I'm sure that's got to mean a lot, especially because you you sort of didn't know which path your career True. was going to take over the course of yes, the year. Ma'am. And now it seems like in these last six games you've been at right tackle, right, through through all the wins right. or maybe even
2: one uh, game extra. Has it been uh, six it's, games? it's through all the wins, Here's so the difference. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. it. It's Kendall
3: right. my right tackle. Yep. There we go. We've solved the problem. <laughs> so to hear that and to sort of put it all together, you know, where, where's your head at right now? Do you feel like this is the peak for you or do you, still feel like there's more to accomplish I
2: mean so my opinion there's always more to accomplish that that's what the drive and continuing to try to succeed and you know take my talents to the highest level that's how I approach it but when I say this to you and this is how I firmly live and believe in the way I live my life it's truly one step at a time because for me you know there's always the highs and there's always the lows everybody's going to have an opinion in between but if I can try to be the same mellow guy try to have the same approach you know the same focus throughout the highs and the lows then I mean that that's just it allows me to be Kendall. And my biggest thing is you know being true to yourself because you know the game we play is hard. For people who don't know, having to block some of the front sevens we have to block in this league is very mm-hmm. very challenging. So you know when you have the self confidence and when you really and truly can lean on the guys beside you and you have that you know chemistry that you guys have seen in our locker room through the O line. I mean you lean on it and do what you can.
4: Is it the chemistry? But what's you know what's changed over this six game stretch where. You guys, on the whole, it's clear you you played better as an offensive line. For
2: sure. I mean, it's just, like you guys said earlier, it was a lot of moving parts, which it really is a credit to the offensive line when you can be able to move parts and still, you know, get the job done. But it's I'd lie to you if I said, you know, once you get somebody or you get four other people in there that you can be on the same page with, it really allows you to be able to, you know, take the game to the next level. Because, I mean, of course, I blocked with Zach. Zach's a phenomenal guard. But, you know, it takes time to build that chemistry. And, you know, now in the games, and we'll continue to build it. But I can look at Zach, and we'll be on the same page. We don't even have to communicate. He already knows. And then if something goes awry, we we go back to Nick, and we're all on the same page. So it's just building that, which is, you know, it's a process. But I think we've been doing well.
3: There was a play in the, the Denver game where you came out. Right. You sort of got banged up on a play. And I remember just being on Twitter, and everybody was just so distraught that you had left the game because you'd been really holding your own <laughs> against Vaughn Miller. Right. And, you know, no, n- nothing against Martinez Rankin, sure. but, you know, he, he, he got through on the next right. play. And then you were soon back in the game again. Right. You know, I, I have to imagine that feels good because you've heard a lot of noise over the course of the last year, and that's For probably sure. putting it mildly. For
2: sure. And I'm, uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't look at that. I don't. Um, it's just because, like I said, everybody has their opinion, and everybody's entitled to it. But, you know, social media is giving people an outlet to, you know, voice that very, very loudly. Publicly, or, yes. and, and, I mean, that, that's that's the, thats the day and age we live in, which is okay. But you have to understand, you know, people bring that to my attention. My girlfriend, she was like, because she reads all that, and I tell her, just, just please, <laughs> don't even pay it attention. But she told me after the game, she was like, it was, really, it was really cool to see so many people worry about you when you went out. So many. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I guess it's just all part of the plan. So,
1: I was worried that he wouldn't be able to make the appearance here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that. All right, and and the winning thing, of
2: course, right,
1: definitely. So six wins in a row here, Kendall. I always ask offensive linemen this: run blocking or pass blocking?
2: Mm, so, I personally enjoy pass blocking. Mm. I always have. I mean, it comes from. And people are like, "Oh Lord, my my favorite sport still to this day is basketball," mm-hmm. and I and I show the way I look at pass blocking is literally staying in front of your man on the court. Yeah. So you know, I played a lot of basketball. I'm from North Carolina. It's a basketball state. It's what it is. So I, I, you know, my footwork and my athleticism, it it comes from AAU and everything back in the day. And then of course, you know, I gained a little weight, got a little bigger. And then basketball, even though I still play when I can, you know, it it helped on the football field. So now run blocking, of course, as you guys know in this day and age, you have to run the ball to be able to do play action and have success in the pass game. But if it was me, I like to show my athleticism uh, athleticism a little bit in the pass.
1: Were you a forward, center? What were you in (laughs) basketball?
2: Um, What's crazy is I've actually done it all. When I was younger, I've been two guard, point guard. That's Mm. back when we had a little bit taller AAU teams. I've been at the four, been at the five. So, I mean, I'm more of a – I can shoot the ball a little bit, but I like to facilitate, you know. I like mm-hmm. to see the vision of the court and, you know, know and try to set guys up. So, yes, sir.
4: So, would you be on the Texans starting five if you had a basketball team? Because uh, you got to have Hopkins on there. He, true. he played at Clemson.
2: I'm going to be honest. <laughs> the basketball period of my life's probably passed a little bit. So, I probably wouldn't be on the starting five, but I'd, I'd probably be six man. Okay.
1: <laughs> I've often thought it would be great to have a hoop in the building, but, boy, could that be –
2: Bad yeah, for yes, people, sir. It'd be fun, you know? but of course.
3: We well, got a ping pong table. True. Do you play ping pong? I don't really see you there, <laughs> Greg Mance is
2: he? He's yes. the rep so, for the O line. So I let Greg do his thing. Ping pong. You know, I played a little bit in college. Got a little bit better at it, but pool was my thing. We had a pool All table right. in our you got a lobby a, for that, Kendall. House, so yes, ma'am. You're That's one
3: of it. Ob's favorites, so yeah. I think you got to go in there with the plan for pool table.
2: <laughs> we'll see what we can do. I think it's a
1: great idea, but that felt could be in trouble. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about football players in a it's, locker it's, it's room
3: here. It's camaraderie. It's team building. More sure. players can play.
1: You and Mance, what about that relationship? Because he was on this show and talked about it.
2: Oh, that's my – I mean, he's my best friend on the team. It, it, it literally comes back from day one when we got here. I, I can remember walking in the room and seeing his big, goofy smile because, mm-hmm. of course, when we get down here, we go through all the medical stuff, which I understood that. But it was, it's just – and and for his journey alone, man, I for what he's accomplished and what he's gotten – I'd be the first to tell you. As soon as he called me and I figured out, because I was sad that he might have been going somewhere else this off season, mm-hmm. but I was also excited for him because he's worked for it. But, to, you know, I have my best friend here. I, we pick each other's brains nonstop. You know, I help him in the style department. I don't know if he told you that from this point. Oh, he, he, has. he didn't mention but, that. But, 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 but never Greg, has. You talk to him when you, we get back to the locker room. All right, all right. Greg's come <laughs> a long way. But, I mean, it's, it's, You're it's, dressing it's, him now? Uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I introduced him to Jordans. Okay, he had no idea about you know shoes, and now if you come <laughs> in the locker room, you'll see his shoes are I'm a little bit look. better. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. Like no, they, this man. the basketball Jordans or the running? Shoe? Um, he he does a little bit of both. Okay. I try to steer him towards the retros, but you okay. know, Gray's gonna be great. I got you. so <laughs> much you can do, right?
1: Well, and you both undrafted free agents, yes, sir. and he was at Toledo. You were at Appalachian State, so that's is that D one now? It is. All right, so they moved. I'm sorry, I can't oh, keep. Oh, you're fine. All this you're stuff. fine. It's, it's a lot. I mean, it, it is a lot. I mean, Kendall, they've all moved up. They all move up eventually. Eventually. Everybody wants to play in a bowl. For sure. But I like how you still support the school. Oh, always. And you're always tweeting about it. And they seem to really like that you're in the NFL doing well for yourself. For sure. I mean, They salute that.
2: that that's, that's where I went to school. That's honestly where my story and my hard work, <laughs> if you come to Appalachian State, we don't have the depth that other schools have. So it's like you know when the time comes, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do. And, I mean, they gave me everything. You know, they, they instilled a lot of things in me being up on that mountain. So it's a beautiful thing to see their success.
1: Kendall Lamb joining us. All right, so you played some left tackle. Yes. And you played right tackle. And you started the season at the swing tackle spot. Yes, sir. So the difference between right tackle and left tackle, in your opinion.
2: Ooh. Well, you're
1: facing tough pass rushers sure. from either side. For I mean, sure. that that is confirmed in this day and age of yes, the NFL.
2: So, for, well, I'll give you a story about when I started playing more and more right tackle. Because at first, I played left all college. Mm-hmm. Um, right tackle for me, right tackle for me was always when I switched over. It, it was the hand placement thing. You know, the mm-hmm. feet are feet. You know, if you, if you've got good footwork, it, it'll come to play. But it was always the placement of the hands. So, but I will say this it's become more natural. Like I can honestly say if you never played left tackle and you have to switch from right to left, I would say it'd be way harder, especially if you're right hand dominant, because playing on the left side, you know, you're not used to kicking with your left leg. You're not used. It's just not second nature unless you're right handed or left or left footed. So, I mean, I'm thankful that, you know, I got to play left and, and at least get that, get that side out of the way. And then, I mean, it's it's actually helped more with right. Cause I, in my mind, I equate it to how guys are going to attack me. So, yes, sir.
1: All right, Kendall Lamb is here. We've got some questions from teammates coming up, questions from the crowd. It's all happening. We'll talk a lot about the Washington Redskins as well, the next opponent for your Houston Texans. We're at the Fuddruckers location, 59 in Wesley, and it's the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show on Texans Radio.
0: Keep it here for more of the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show right here on Texans Radio. Back to Bud Ruckers for more of the Texans Players Show.
1: Yes, fifty-nine Greenway location. And we've got a good crowd here tonight. And it's funny to see who's bundled up and who's not. <laughs> this is this is Houston. All right, so Kendall Lamb is our guest, and Kendall, so this weather what's your reaction? Now you got the hoodie on, for okay. Sure. The salute to service hoodie right. on. Very nice. Uh, so do you overdo it or underdo it in this? temperature
2: so i wish you could have seen me yesterday um yesterday i had on you know shorts low socks <laughs> <and> some <laughs> shoes and then a cut off shirt Appalachian state shirt of course cut off shirt <laughs> cut off. <laughs> but see and what's <laughs> crazy is i got looked at you people could tell i wasn't from here and mm-hmm. I got so many questions that I was like, you know what, today I'm just going to throw some sweatpants on. Because I, I tell uh, guys back home all the time, I never get to wear hoodies. I don't get to wear sweatpants out here. Yeah. I never do. So you got to take advantage well, of when you can. I, Inside I the stadium a, you do.
3: In the stadium, is freezing. Because it's freezing. It's right. like
1: freezing a meat locker, <laughs> locker all the time, no matter what the temperature is. So outside. if it's
4: snowing at the next, uh, <laughs> it's snowing Sunday, it's not going to, but if it were to snow in right. Philly or New York when when we play there in December, you're going to be... Just no sleeves, like playing like it's outside. That's, you got
2: sleeves under or what? Um, I probably you know I have a little Under Armour on, but it okay. won't be anything extravagant. Of course, I played in snow in, in my at my school, so cold weather to me is I, I actually enjoy the cold. Yeah. So uh, you know to be. But did you do nice? the long sleeves? Um, uh, no, in college not. We, so we had a rule, and I thought it was funny. Uh, a lot of the older guys, when I first got there, said we don't wear sleeves when it's cold. We yeah. don't do that. So I was like, you're crazy. If I'm not going to be playing, because I got a red shirt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to be in sleeves on the side. But, you know, honestly, when, when you get into the swing of the game and when when it starts to flow, you really don't feel the weather until you come to the sideline. But, you know, when you're in that mentality and you're going play by play, it's just play by play. So. And
4: then you just catch pneumonia when the game's <laughs> sure, over. It's like sure. a
3: badge of Hopefully honor for O linemen to not – to, it's a federal
1: law, I think. That but you Lyman know what? Wait, I sleeves. remember
3: Dwayne Brown was on this show, and he said he wears sleeves because he doesn't care. He's like, I don't want to be cold. Yeah. And so I, mean, I, I respect can I respect that, that too. For sure,
1: for sure. I respect that. All I'm right. Blame. I respect this. Questions from fellow players for Kendall oh, Lamb. Let's get to the first one on Texans Radio. Kendall Lamb. Hi. This is
0: uh, one of your fellow offensive <laughs> linemen, <at> Greg <laughs> Mance. Uh, my question is, uh, when they decide to make a movie about you, who is the it's actor that love, is yeah. going to portray you? And Will that actor change when you go from short to long hair? Oh Lord!
1: You could just
3: put on a wig.
2: That that's that's funny.
1: Have you guys talked about this, or is this uh, that, that's just Greg. out of the blue?
2: That's Greg being Greg, of course. Yeah. Um. My my answer will he'll laugh at it, but. Uh, I would say The Rock. I would love for The Rock to be the person. I think The, the Rock person. can that's do like it. I think ju- that's a very good you know, choice. We, we'd have <laughs> yeah. to put a wig on him, but yeah, it'd, it'd be nice. He's done it.
1: He can do it. For sure. He can he's a great everything. actor. He's a
3: great actor. That guy can do anything. The thing
1: about The Rock is he's got the big body tat, right? Yeah. <laughs> so whoever he plays, it's like, well, there's The oh, Rock's tattoo. Oh, no, no. So this character has makeup. the same tattoo as The Rock does. You, <laughs> you know, know, he
3: put on makeup for
1: that mark. Yeah, right. They could. Well, or they could CG it out. Yeah. That's true. Or you could just say, look, I'm in this movie, it's the rock playing me, and it's good to go. There it is. So, And he played football at the University of Miami, yes, so he did. there's that. That's
3: a good choice. All right, like
1: next that. question. We'll get into who might play DP Sudu later. All right, <laughs> Andrew Jordy. <laughs> I've got some thoughts on oh, that. Oh, that'll be interesting. Let's get to the next question from a Texans player.
2: Hey, this is Julian Davenport, and I would like to know, how many chickens does it take to kill an elephant? my goodness. Is this, this an, an inside
1: joke? Yeah, is this like a Mike Devlin <laughs> offensive line meeting room
2: thing? He, You know, when they heard that I was going to be doing this, they were going to be off the wall with it. So mm-hmm. I, was, <laughs> I would have to tell Julio, and unfortunately I couldn't answer that. I have no idea. You know, often in
1: meetings, Jamie Root's the president of the Texans. If we have a really big project or big task, right. he has a thing. How do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time. Mm. Right? It so it's like a little bit at a time. And I think that's a pretty good one. I don't know about the chicken thing. Right. I mean, I think it would take a lot of chickens. For sure, it's a lot. How about he, that? And
4: he's a different guy too, Julio He He's going to come out of left field sometimes. Well, oh, very. Oh,
2: yeah, no doubt. No doubt. He's I doing agree. pretty well though, huh? He is, and I mean, it, it's been good to see him get into his own at left tackle. I feel like that spot really suits him, and he's been playing very well. That's one of my better friends on the line too, so that's my brother. Yeah, he was he was kind of licking his chops yeah. to ask these questions. <laughs> I say
4: questions because uh, he's not done I asking.
2: This question i figured
3: he seems pretty quiet what's he like personality wise
2: so the juju that you guys see in the <laughs> juju <laughs> ju- i forgot oh, that was his go. nickname right. that's, that's it I that's forgot. gonna stick yeah right. yeah yeah so the juju y'all see and the juju i see i mean he, he he's quiet of course but when you can pull him out of his shell he, he's actually a very funny guy um he's very down to earth very big on family as well loves to just chill relax uh doesn't really get too animated you, see, you can see it sometimes on the field when he goes back and forth with the defensive end or defensive lineman. But for the most part, I mean, Juju's just real, real chill, real chill, real chill guy. So.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of the guys, when they come in as rookies with O'Brien, they don't say a ton. Now, you were a little different because right. you had the PR background, sure. and, you know, right away you were just very talkative. But a lot of the guys, you know, it takes them a year or two to start talking.
2: Right. I mean, you'll you'll see more and more of his personality as time comes.
1: Yes, that's good. Cool. We'll have him on a future program. And let's get to the next question, please. Uh, In a follow-up, which offensive
2: (laughs) lineman would you not let date your sister?
3: Oh, KJAC TV favorite.
1: KJAC TV question.
2: Ooh. So, I'm an only child, of course, so this won't pertain to me, mm-hmm. but let's say I did have a sister. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who would it be? Uh, Not let that. And
3: offensive linemen, too. Like, we're now, really I, limiting it.
2: I love them all to death because, I mean, they're all great guys, and I, they, they, the ones who have girlfriends and wives, they treat them well. Mm-hmm. But if I had to say one, because I'm going to answer the question, I would say Mr. Roderick Johnson. Really, okay. and which he's actually a very, very well put together man, but that's just kind of an inside joke between us. Okay, he's uh,
4: always when I see him, you know, when I see someone talking with one yeah. of the offensive linemen, I will catch him and he's kind of he's kind of checking it out. He's always, always got a big smile on his always. face, like he's he's calculating something when he's looking at what's
2: going on. Is that is, am I reading that right? Yes, and yeah. I'll let you in. We we call him in the room. His nickname is Brother Rod. Mm -hmm. So Brother Rod would not get anywhere near my sister. (laughs)
3: Okay. (laughs) Your hypothetical sister. But if
1: everybody were single, who would you want to date your sister or be willing to accept that he could date
2: your sister? Uh, I would say Greg. Greg's very, very well put together. I mean, we all are, if you want me to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say Greg. Another one who's very good is uh, Sunil. Sunil's very, very, like he just – Ever since he got here, man, he's been a really good addition to our room. And, I mean, Mm -hmm. him and his wife have a great relationship. And I see the way, you know, he is with his son and how he's raising him. Of course, throughout this season, you know, it can be wild. But, you know, Sunil's a great guy. So I'd say either one of them two.
3: Chad Slade was actually an answer for this question when we asked it a few years ago. (laughs) Really? Kevin Johnson said Chad Slade. And I remember Kareem said – he said Chad, probably Chad. Well, Kevin's sister was a cheerleader for the Ravens. Ravens. So he thought it was a fake question, but it was actually just one of the questions. (laughs) And he said, probably Chad. And everybody said, Slade? <laughs> and then the, and then Chad was like, well, that's very nice, except right. I'm engaged. But thank you. Yeah, but right, he, he seems like a nice guy as well. Let's
1: hold off on the next player question and get to questions from the crowd here at cool. Fuddruckers. We're done with player questions. Oh, we are done with yes, them anyway? Maybe. Okay, since we're done with time. them, <laughs> let's go to questions from the crowd. And what's your name and what's your question?
3: Hi, Kendall. I'm Christy from Jamaica Beach. And my question right. is, what kinds of things did you learn about yourself and work ethic being an undrafted free agent?
2: Mm, it's a, that, that, That's a very good question. And, I mean, that goes hand in hand with, you know, the way I do things and the way I view things, you know. Uh, it, it it goes back to being 240, a 240-pound 240 office alignment in college. You know, I've had to work for everything. Um, and especially getting to this point, you know, you, in, in the back of your mind, you always know you can get here. You know, you want to get here. But... Just my my work ethics, everything. You know the way I fine tune things, the way I view it. Because I mean, in my opinion, being undrafted, you only get so many opportunities. Like it's just it's just the truth. And I mean, in life, you only get so many. So you've got to I've got to try to outwork the next man. And I mean, even if that's some of my teammates, you know, I just have to. So it it definitely has helped shape the way I view things. Just man.
1: All right, next question from the crowd. What's your name? Or what's your question?
3: Okay, I'm Jan. Kendall, what kinds of things do offensive linemen do to perfect chemistry and communication?
2: Mm. So, <clears throat> if it's eating, if it's going to watch movies, of course, some nights, even before we play the games on Sundays, we play a lot of cards. Uh, we'll sit around, and I'm going to throw out a game, if you guys haven't played it before. It's, beca- it's called Monopoly Deal. I can promise you, please go get it. We play it all the time. Wait, is this a card game? It is. So, so basically, it's, it's the card version of Monopoly. And it, it can it can last anywhere for fifteen to twenty minutes, so you aren't sitting at a table for four or five hours playing the longer. Oh, game. I like this. It, it's a very good game. That sounds fun. It's oh. just a deck of cards yes, or do you need the board? So no no, it's just a deck of cards. So huh. you mean it's it's about as thick as a Uno deck or right. a regular deck of cards. So it's mean, not
4: a deck of cards. It's a specialized special deck. Yeah. deck of cards. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, I mean, it's gotcha. got,
2: you know, the deck collectors, the deal breakers, all, just say no's in it. And mm-hmm. it's a, I promise you, if you haven't that played it. Fun. But, I mean, when any time we get around each other and, you know, we spend time outside of the – outside of the facility, which we're in there all the time. But, you know, we, we genuinely enjoy being around each other. Yeah. As you guys can see, we cut up all the time. We play around. We're always around each other's lockers. We're always eating. We're always walking. We're always laughing. We always lift. It's just the way it is because, I mean, that's part of our position. So,
1: Yeah, I think that – and we've talked about it on this show because we've had numerous defensive linemen on. Right. And with the offensive line in flux and, and sort of rebuilding or retooling really going into this year – The defensive line, they've been together, and they look like an offensive line to me in terms of the togetherness that they have. And to see you guys come together has been a real treat, You know, just to see the chemistry and everything you're talking about. Oh, and the winning thing. That's really good, too. Yes, sir. The winning helps. All right, next question. What's your name and what's your question?
2: Hey, Kenos Jr. What teammate in any position has taught you the most? Mm. Taught me the most. That's a great question.
1: How about a non-offensive lineman? Yeah, let's go nothing. I was going to say something. Non-O line.
2: That, that, that and can you learn from
1: about. afar? I mean, because sometimes, I mean, even Arian Foster once upon a time told us that he used to look at Andre Johnson right. and be like, that guy's a total pro. For and I sure. want to be like that. And eventually, obviously, talked to him, but he sort of yeah, modeled was, himself after right. his behavior. He's hesitant, yeah, at first. Yeah. So
2: a name that comes to mind with me uh, is when I was younger, and unfortunately, he's not with us anymore, but he is a phenomenal guy. Uh, it's actually Brian Cushing. Mm -hmm. So I would go into the weight room. um, I would watch the way he would go about things. I would watch the way he, you know, how he was at practice, how he was very serious, you know, when it came down to breaking film, taking care of his body, all the little things, you know. Even, it's, it's funny if he listens to this, I actually have some songs on my playlist now on my phone that are techno. Because every time I go, awesome. every time I'd go into the weight room, do you have glow sticks to spin around <laughs> while you lift as well? Uh, well or no? Maybe get
3: a tan like how he would right. in the offseason. But I mean, he just, he, he
2: would bump techno nonstop. Yes, he You would. know, it gets it gets the blood flowing, it gets mm-hmm. the heart going. And I told him, um, unfortunately, when you know he went elsewhere. I said, man, I just want you to know you've had a giant impact, and I promise you, in the off season or whenever I lift, when it's just my music, I'll have techno going for you. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's just That's very sweet from from him from that standpoint of not an offensive lineman. Of course, if I do go to offensive line, people who've helped me the most that comes to mind, you know, Chris Clark. Derek Newton was huge for me and also Dwayne. Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne was monumental for me. Mm-hmm. He would always tell me, Lamb, try to do this, try to do that. And, I, and I'd have to tell him sometimes, I'd be like, Dwayne, I don't think you realize you, you block and do things a special way that's not a lot of guys can do. So it's like, you know, I'll try to emulate and do a little bit, but I can't clamp and do the, what things you do. We're just different. Because of his size exactly. and his athleticism, yes, Yeah, But, I mean, yeah. just, just the way he would always tell me to approach the game and, you know, just the mentality that Dwayne always carried, man. You know, he... He said, every time we go out there, it's going to be a war. But you have to understand that. I mean, you've got to to take everything off his plate of the man in front of you. You have to. That's the mindset you've got to have. And, I mean, I've actually talked to him this, this season of, you know, how he thought guys were and how he thought that they'd, you know, rush against us and attack us. And, you know, I try to pick his brain as, all, you know, as many times as I can because he's a phenomenal guy and possibly a future Hall of Famer. And, I mean, to have that guy in my corner when I talk to him, it's been a very, very, very good thing.
1: Well, you know what he said when we asked him how long it took him to figure it out, like to really figure things right. out on the offensive line? He said, you know, about four years, mm. three, four years. So that always stuck out to me. Okay. That it takes that long. Even I, and I him. guess, like, yeah. it, it, you know, it wasn't like he wasn't good earlier. Right. Well, it was rookie year, he kind of platooned a little bit. And, and then he got better, obviously, right away. But I think, you know, it, it happens in a lot of things. Until right. you get a ton of reps, it's not second nature. And maybe you don't even know it, you for know? sure.
2: Because, I mean, sometimes, you know, this game, especially from our standpoint, it's so fast. Like, yeah. things happen at the drop of a dime. Even when mm-hmm. we go up to the line and... You know, the defense shifts, you know, they, they have a different formation, different coverage. Man, it you have to decipher that information so fast. Then you've got to, you know, go back to your film study of what you think this man's going to attack you with in this certain situation. So, I mean, it's, the game slows down for you as you've gotten older. You know, they've told me that it would happen, and I can kind of see it still, of course, remarkably fast, but you just have to take a deep breath and take it as it comes. So
4: You just kind of touched on it with Dwayne, but right. you kind of also have to, you have to be the right type of nasty on the field, right? True,
2: true, and I mean, because there's there's spectrums. You can go yes, too far one way, right? Yes, sir. And I mean, a lot of people. For me, I don't. I'm I'm so focused when I'm out there, you know. Because I mean, we go against I go against monsters on the edge. That's yeah. what they are. You know, mm-hmm. they're some of the best athletes in the world, especially at football. So you know, I just I'm very quiet. I, I, I'm very focused. You know, I'll, I'll talk to Zach and the other linemen. I'll laugh because you know we do tell jokes and we actually do speak to each other out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to the opposing team. So. But for the most part, I'm very locked in, very fine-tuned, because, I mean, I understand what this opportunity is for me. So you got to make the most of it.
1: Let's get our next question from the crowd. What's your name and what's your question?
3: Hi, I'm Crystal. If you were in a career utilizing your PR degree, which of your teammates you know would give you a hard time as a client? Mm. A hard time as a client. Ooh, I want to know question. who else Finicky. would be good
1: Finicky. in PR as a, as a player. Now, we'll get to that. We'll have your answer next from Kendall Lamb. We're at Fud Ruckers 59 in Wesleyan, the Fud Ruckers Texans Players Show. Bigger applause. Finishes
0: Finish is up next. The Fud Ruckers Texans Players Show continues in a moment. We're back with more of the Texans Players Show, live from Fud Ruckers.
1: Yes, everybody's like hunkering down, trying to get autographs from Kendall Lamb here, attracting a lot of attention. All right. When we last left the program, the question was who among the Texans players would be the most difficult PR client because you studied PR in college. And I asked who would be good to work with in this business.
2: Mm, so the most difficult. Uh, he's a hilarious guy. And I honestly don't think he'd be that difficult, but I'd have to go with Mac. Bernard <laughs> McKinney. because yes. you, you, you never know sometimes, you know, what may come out of his mouth. You know, he's got a great personality and majority of the time is very funny. But, you know, from a PR standpoint, it's like, let's tone it down a little bit. Mm. You know, I need to know where you're at. I, I, I'm <laughs> going to try to coach you up a little bit. So it'd probably be B Mac. There's two people that come to mind where I know it'd be very easily. Well, very easy. Uh, first would be Kyle Fuller. If you've ever talked oh, yeah. to Kyle Fuller and how he goes about things, you know, off the field and, you know, what, what he studied and what he wants to do uh, down the line. He'd be very easy. Seems and I, cerebral. Yes. Yeah. And, and, honestly, Greg would be Greg, – Greg Mass would be easy mm-hmm. too because, I mean, Greg's such a personable guy. Um, regardless of the situation we've ever been in and, and the type of people we've been around, he, he just adapts to any atmosphere, any type of people. So he, he'd be very well. And, and the biggest thing for him, he thinks before he speaks, which is a big thing. All right. Do we have more questions from the crowd here?
1: No, we're done with questions I actually have a question, which
3: um, I thought maybe somebody in the crowd might ask. But you guys have – you mentioned earlier about all the the tough defenses and the fronts that you faced this year. You guys have faced a lot of big playmakers. Who's been the toughest challenge for you so far this year?
2: uh, Let's see. Um, Of course, Vaughn is is very good. Vaughn is Vaughn. Um, Shear from the Colts was, was very good. That's my first time I got to play this year at Wright. But one that stood out, especially because how strong he was and his ability to jump the snap was uh, Cameron Wake. Cameron mm-hmm. Wake from the Dolphins, mm-hmm. of course, when I first got down here, and I talked to Clark and I talked to Dwayne about him, because I can just remember we didn't have the greatest fortune when we played them in Miami. And, yeah, yeah, not the greatest fortune. Right. They're still scoring a nice touchdowns to <laughs> in that game. Right. Like, goodness. And, and, you know, I watched him. I, I watched because, of course, I was younger and didn't play as much then. And I can just remember in my mind, like, yeah, this dude is a beast. Like, he, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. I'm watching him go against guys that I think are very good at offensive line. And, you know, he was having his way at some point of the game. So, you know, I, I talked to Dwayne and I talked to Clark, and they said, man, make sure you get on him. you got to get on him before he starts his surge. And the biggest thing for me, I like to get off the ball faster because, you know, I, I like to be able to decipher and see what moves I think you're going to hit me with. So I like to play in space. But I had to go get him because he's a strong guy. So
1: You guys have really cut down on the false starts. Do right. you go on the count or do you look for the ball to be snapped? And I guess that might be different home and road, right? right?
2: So, I mean, um, home and away, of course, when it's home, you have the advantage of hearing the cadence. Right. I mean, now there were some times in the Dallas game where it got a little loud and we had to do silent here and there just because of the nature of it being in Texas. But it, it helps a lot because I try to get off the ball right away. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I that's just the way I play the game. Um a way, you know, I have to key, the, I have to key Nick's head movement. Um, I have to key the head, Bob. You just have to. And I tell him all the time, you know, sometimes you need to change it up for me. Go on two, go on three, go on the silent quick because – when I'm trying to time it up, best believe the guy across from me is going to try to be timing it up as well. Yep. And, I mean, you, some of us can block very well, but I promise you if that guy gets a head start on me, you know, you go, and this is just the yeah. truth. Offensive line, offensive around the world, don't understand when I say this. You go into panic mode because sometimes <laughs> he's at my hip before I've even kicked. Yeah. So you have to turn. You try to have to do what you do. So yeah, they could toast, toast the whole play. Right. So I mean, getting off on the snaps a major thing, So And that's
1: where the holds might come too, right? Yeah, to yeah, because you know,
2: sometimes, of course, if he gets off the line that fast, you know, I don't, I, I would rather, in that situation, get a hold than have him clean the shine. So you, you can't have that's that. That's a good point. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because maybe you get away with it.
2: For sure, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you, you know that you pray for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's where the similarity kind of is, or a subtle similarity with basketball, right? right. I mean, because basketball is a physical sport, mm-hmm. you're you might get away with one or two infractions on occasion. Right. So yes, sir. There's that.
3: I wanted to ask Kendall, and I know this is kind of. A little bit off topic but you'd mentioned um, that you know a lot of adversity you've gone through and right. i know in the locker room you talked about your grandmother mm-hmm. who was diagnosed with breast cancer just this season right yes, ma'am. and they have come to a lot of your games and i always see you posting pictures right. of them on instagram how is she doing can you can you let us know how, how so she's she,
2: she's she's doing well you know this this year for me as i said you know a lot of things have been positive but my family's back home and I mean I was raised with my grandparents so my grandparents are are near and dear to me and you know that's why I go home in the off season because you know I could train and do things wherever but to, time is priceless and especially mm-hmm. as your loved ones get older I mean I understood this when I was younger but you know I mean and I hate talking about but but death is a part of life like it's going to happen so you know I'm already down here seventeen hours away in a car um, three hours away in a pl- on a plane my Grandparents are older, they don't fly as much anymore. My grandfather's health issues doesn't don't allow him to. So when I got hit this year that my grandmother had breast cancer, man, it was, you know, when you hear the word cancer, it's like, oh, my goodness. You know, my my brain was all over the place because, I mean, that that's the rock to our family. Like, that's the glue. Like, she holds us together. And I'm probably the closest person to her because she raised me. So, I mean, for me to have all this, all this success down here, you know, I would get done with the games, and at some point, in the games I wouldn't even—I'd be thinking about my grandmother. Like, is she doing okay? But it—it it, it was a blessing to go home this past bye week. I went to her uh, appointment with her on Thursday, and they said that she's not going to have to do chemo. So oh, that's, that that's was, amazing. Uh, that was a major thing, and I mean, yeah. it was just—it it allows me to—to, to, you know, have a—a a sigh of relief. But at the same time you know, I talk to my grandmother all the time. I said, this is going to be a journey for you. It's going to be a process. And I said, you know, it's not like our family hasn't gone through stuff like this all the time. So, you know, we're built for things like this. So, you know, I'm going to be there right beside you at all times. You know, I'm at the drop of a dime. You can call me and I told coach O'Brien and coach Devlin, I mean, I, football is very important to me, but if something was to take a turn, you know, I'm going home. Like I'm going to be by my grandmother, just what mm-hmm. it is. Cause I mean, football is important, but Family is second to none. So
4: you brought up the the no flying. That's great news, by the way, yes, for ma'am. your grandmother. Yeah, Fantastic. is with the no flying. Are they able to maybe drive up to a game at Washington right. or some of the Tennessee games? <clears> so my or?
2: grandfather was a truck driver his whole life. So oh, okay. I mean, he actually enjoys driving and everything. My grandmother doesn't like to sit in the car with him that long. <laughs> so, so sometimes you know they they butt heads with, with that, but. My grandmother can fly for the well, she she's able to, but it's just getting somebody to come down with her at the same time, and you know correlating the schedules. They'll actually be down here for Thanksgiving, so we'll have a big Thanksgiving at my apartment, and spend time with them. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: She doesn't want to sit with them while
2: he's on the CB (laughs) breaker breaker one. Right?
0: (laughs) 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 Do do they they still have
2: have CBs and trucks? No, Uh, I would assume they do. Really? Yes, sir. I, I would think so.
1: Wow. Remember, those were huge once upon a time when I was a kid. I'm looking around the audience, and some of you are seasoned enough to remember that, like when the general public got their hand on CBs. It was a big craze for a while. (laughs) Mighty Convoy, the song, a long time ago. Anyway, Kendall Lamb is with us. So there you are growing up in North Carolina. You're playing basketball and football as a kid. But when did it become clear that football was going to be the thing as you go to Appalachian State? How did that all evolve for you?
2: So... My sophomore year in high school, uh, you know, I played JV the first year, um, played varsity all, all the last three in football. I was on varsity my sophomore year in basketball too. But I would always notice, you know, I would build up strength and I would get a little heavier during football season. And then we'd go to basketball and we'd be running suicides and I'd be running the track and I'd be <laughs> doing this. And it was a different shape. So I would lose so much weight. And my and it kept me in good shape, you know, help with my athleticism. But my football coach really told me, he was like, look, if you really and truly want to take this to the next level, I'm not telling you not to play basketball, but you have to understand with your body frame and how you do things, you're losing a lot of weight. And I mean, it's just, it, it comes a time where you're gonna to have to choose. So my last two years of, of high school, I didn't play. You know, I still went to the practices was at all the games and so some of my best friends played on the team, but I just really understood, you know, I've always enjoyed playing offensive line and people look at me and they're like, wow, you actually enjoy playing a line, but you got to understand I'm going against some of the best players on the field and I'm going backwards blocking you. Like think about it in your mind. He his full momentum is coming at me and I'm stopping it moving backwards. You
4: appreciate the challenge. Oh no doubt. That's what I you're mean, all about. Yeah. Yes, sir.
2: So I mean it's just I wouldn't change it for the world and I'd say my junior to senior year in, in high school, it's it's when things got serious. So mm-hmm. how much
3: weight have you had to put on since being in the NFL? Ooh,
2: um the heaviest I got since I've been here, about three ten, three twelve. You know, I teeter totter around three hundred, three oh five, but uh, I'm not to say this, but I, I'm very big on being strong. You know, I love lifting weights. You'll find me in there nonstop. I'm always asking our strength coaches, can we do more? Coach Luke, well, he'll laugh when he hears that, but I, they've, they've told me, Lamb, it's a part of the process. You know, we have a process here because I was so used to just throwing what I wanted on there and trying to push my body. So he's and, got to throttle you back is what you Yes, sir, yeah. which I mean, they and they say, even though I laugh at this, when you get older, it slows down for you, which I've heard. Um, being 26 now, we'll, we'll see when that time comes. But, you know, just taking care of your body way more is a bigger thing. So,
1: 26. <laughs> right. Gosh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So you talked earlier about. Sleeping well, eating right, all the right. little things you have to do and things that you might have changed up since last year. How hard is it to maintain that, the little things away from the field that make you better, to do those on a daily basis without dropping off in routine?
2: So my biggest thing is, of course, getting it to that level where it's routine. You know, at, at the early stages when you start doing something, it's, it's, hard, it's harder. to te- You can teeter-totter on each side, mm-hmm. you know. I, I might want to throw some sweet in here. I might want to go get a milkshake. I might want to do this and do that, which there are times for everything, you know. Uh-huh. There there are days throughout the week, you know, when we get done playing, you know, I, I get myself a little bit, you know. I might mm-hmm. go get this or I might go get that. But bringing Lad in our, our nutritionist, you know, it's been major because – he, he's allowed us to truly understand more in depth on what we need to be doing, how we need to be eating, and I can see and feel how it's changed certain aspects. So the biggest thing, when you start to feel it, change things, and when you it, that that's what it pushes you to say, okay, let's take this to the next step. So
1: Lad Harris is the nutrition yes. guru for the Texans. He, now, now he's got this demeanor. I mean, look, I don't really report to him on my <laughs> diet, but I just look at him sometimes and I feel like I'm being food shamed. <laughs> like, wait, I feel but bad about drinking what I, a milkshake. Yeah, like, I feel bad about that milkshake I had at Fuddruckers the other night just by looking at lad. Right. I mean, he just has that look about him. Does he allow you guys? Is it OK to have like once a week to have that cheat food? Maybe just as a reward or something yeah. like that.
2: So for sure, he always says, you know, it, it's about building up to the game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we have our tougher practices throughout the week, we go to O-line dinners on Thursday nights. And he always says, you know, if you want to go a little bit extra at O-line dinner, of course you've got the time to do it because you just had a hard practice on Thursday. You know, do what you need to do. But, you know, as we get closer and closer to the game, you fine-tune it even more. And, I mean, I'm not saying that we're going to go out on Thursday nights and have, you know, cake and ice cream. not, But, I mean, just uh, if you throw a little bit extra carbs a little bit, if you do do a sweet, something very Mm -hmm. light, I mean, it's not a problem. But, of course, he's been big on, especially you guys will know when we get on the plane, the plane food has changed tremendously. Yes, we do. Everyone's noticed. on the diet now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But what mm-hmm. about after mm-hmm. the games?
3: I would think that would be the prime time to for sure. load up because you guys have just played. <laughs> right. so I'm asking up. for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: I mean, so, asking for me. So, so sometimes when we get on the plane, of course, after the games, you can see a little bit more candy and stuff here and there. Um, Of course, it's not like it used to be. No. I don't think it'll ever go back there. But, I mean, he gives you, you know, more leeway on what you can do. And, of course, on Mondays, our our bodies are feeling the way it's feeling. You know, we stretch. We do everything. But it's really, in my opinion, your routine. You know, if you you know yourself and you're going to, you know, put a little more into your calorie intake or whatnot on Mondays, Sunday nights, then – that, that's your routine, and so be it.
4: So do you guys think we're not going to ever see Frito Pie
1: with macaroni and cheese on top of the cafeteria again? Because right. I kind
2: oh awesome. of missed that. Oh, my gosh. Victory Tuesday.
1: that's not happening oh, anytime no, soon. And you know that's what? It. Six wins in a row, I'm all for it, okay? I'll eat <laughs> alfalfa sprouts or whatever they're Quinoa. serving up. Right. Let's just go for it. Uh, Kendall, quick thoughts on the Redskins here as you head to the nation's capital to take another division leader on, and yes, sir. they're 6-3 and three also.
2: Right. I mean, as I say every week because it's literally every week, they have a great front seven. I mean, it's gonna mm. be it's gonna be a matchup that you know we we're very excited to go against. But you know, you pay them their respects. They've got, of course, Kent, Ryan Kerrigan's over there. Right. And I can remember being younger when we went against them in training camp, watching Derek Newton and Dwayne go against. Oh, yeah. them. You know, it's come full circle now that it'll be my turn to you know be able to do it. But you look forward to it. I mean, I, I always enjoy the tough battles because, in my in my opinion, when you go against some of the best, it shows you where you're at. So I mean, you know, we'll prepare. And we'll, we'll do what we can.
3: Former oh. Boilermaker.
2: Yes, Yes, right.
1: she went to Purdue if
2: you didn't okay.
3: catch Just that. So. FYI, everybody.
1: <laughs> Kendall, thank you so much. Good luck with everything. Yes, Good luck this Sunday.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you for having All me. All
1: right, how about it for Kendall Lamb here at Fuddruckers? Coming up here next, Texans All-Access on Texans Radio.
0: This is Texans Radio. This is Texans Radio. This is Texans